Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, fandoms, exams, and part one of our interview with Gary Atterton. Welcome to The Kindness Project. Hello, Charlotte, how are you? Not bad, you. How are you, Father? I'm, I'm well, Charlotte, how are you? Not bad, I think I asked you twice now. How are you, how are you? How are you, how are you? Very, very good. Very, very good. Um, shall we do our obligatory introduction to the podcast? They are getting harder to do, yes. I'm joined by a girl whose Instagram feed is full of Facebook. Uh, no, I've got that wrong. A girl whose Instagram page is full of fandoms, family and food. It's Charlotte Dice. Wow, I'm, I'm surprised you managed to pull the f- word fandoms out. Fandoms is a great word. I love that? the word fandoms. Yeah. It's like I'm part of so many fandoms. Like... Oh, you can't ask a fangirl that. Doctor Who's back. Surely Doctor Who is the most prevalent fandom, isn't it? Granny Walsh is pretty awesome as well, isn't it? See, you'd be wrong with that because the Voltron fandom is stirring up because they just finished uh, the voice recording for the last season. So there's posts all over from the voice actors for that. December we get the last season. It's very sad. Yeah. Very upset. Would you like to do an introduction? Yes, sorry. The man who loved his time at school so much, he's still taking exams. <laughs> that is true. I, I literally, I last week I finished uh, uh, a set of exams in the day that was involved three hours right in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. Oh, that's too much. I, I can't say I particularly enjoyed it, but one thing I did do is um, uh, I did grow a beard while I was studying. So uh, I, the, the exams on the Wednesday, on the Monday and Tuesday I studied, on the Saturday and Sunday I studied, on the Friday I studied, and five days growth for me is enough to grow a bit of a beard, right? Sure, it took, I'm sure you were hibernating in your study longer than that. I, I think, I, think I, I, I was definitely studying for longer than those five days, but I was really intensively studying. Yeah. And um, so I didn't have a show, grew a beard, uh, needed a haircut, um, and basically looked like Grizzly Adams. Like, it's just this bloke who needed... Like, like the guy from Evan Almighty when he started uh, growing the well, beard. Well, I'm surprised they let me in the um, exam hall, because they must have think, who's this sort of man who's just wandered off the street? Just... Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, just to tell you that. Anyway, um, I, um, I celebrated my uh, exam taking by having a turkey shave. And I said to the man who runs the premises in my office, I'm going for a turkey shave. And the man who runs the premises in my office is a, is a, is a bloke called Dave. He went, what do you mean the Turkish Dave? No, no, not a Turkish Dave. There's no such thing as a Turkish Dave. Turkish shave. Turkish shave. Um, <laughs> you quite love the love those Turkish oh, shaves, don't you? You know what? There is like it's a, that's like a bloke's pamper in a Turkish shave. Going in, good haircut. I haven't got much of the hair left, but I'm sort of us. He's working with it. I'm working with it. Um, and a good old Turkish shave with a hot towel at the end. So you're losing it, and I'm gaining it. You are? Yeah. Are you talking about your legs again? Oh, <laughs> okay, that, ma- that makes up for my, my last burn. Yeah, you're, you're growing your hair out of it, yeah. I am. Short to long, it's all good. Um, so tell us about your Instagram feed. What else have you got on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram feed, uh, yeah. You, you, <laughs> my Instagram feed, you've hit the nail on the head there. Like... The pictures I post, it's just stuff I find online and fr- pictures I take with my friends and pictures of, like, really gross foods I find. And, gross food. And sometimes I take pictures of nice foods, but I don't do the thing where it's like, take pictures of every meal. No, that's just weird. You just take pictures so of the stuff that looks nice or the stuff that looks when awful. When you take you... pictures of gross food? When mummy dishes it up? Is that, is no, that... mum never dishes up gross food. Um, she always dishes up lovely food. Okay. But it's, like, it tastes nice. It's just not very eye-appealing. And I won't take pictures of it. But the only the, the kind of foods I've taken pictures of um, was when I, that that one time I had Cheerio in a mu- Cheerios in a mug. 
to pictures That's of that. That's not food, Cheerios in a bar. The, that, one time, in a bar. that one time I made myself a sandwich and a hot chocolate and I was trying to tell whose lunch was better, me or Jack's, because, you know, that's fun. Uh, and that one time Jack ate Cheerios out of a bag, but he put milk in the bag as well. Oh, and he put the spoon disgusting. in and it was... That is disgusting. And I, I haven't really posted much pictures of food otherwise. And then I post pictures that I take with my friends. And I post pictures of sunrises and beautiful things. Oh. And then I just, then there's me and I just kind of have like a daily quote I put on there. Or something that just kind of pops yeah, into like my head. Like You've got that little chalkboard. Yeah, the yeah right now it pretty much it, it says... I can't remember what it says. I think it says step out of your comfort zone. There's a great big world out there. But I'm not sure I might I like change it. it. I like it. Um, so that's uh, an insight to it for our listeners. Mm. It's your Instagram thing. Yes. She's all good. Happily follow me on Instagram. At, 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 at Quaxel Quaddle. At, at what? <laughs> Quaxel Quaddle. Uh, it's like Quetzalcoatl, which is an Aztec god, uh, but it says quack instead. And my picture is a duck, which is so oh. cute. <laughs> okay, so that, that's uh, shot on Instagram. But if people don't want to follow at Quetzalcoatl or Lily or whatever it is, <laughs> how do they get in touch with this show, The Kindness Project? Okay, Twitter, all of kindness. I don't know if we have an Instagram because we, we should. We have got an Instagram. We should. Instagram. I think we do. Oh, we do? We have got an Instagram. I don't know. Russell, Russell Kennedy. Do we have an Instagram? Do we have an Instagram? And can I run it? Because I'm pretty boss. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte will immediately change the name from at Holokindness to at... <laughs> Whatever you don't. <laughs> I am... I, I, I'm not convinced that noise I've ever made before. <laughs> Whatever you don't. I'm not convinced I can I'm, smell that. I'm not, I'm not convinced <laughs> Instagram will let us have that either. At. Swallow <laughs> me um, So, so. Uh, uh, done the at you can get. Yes, um, just kind of, just kind of type holokindness into Facebook, it will come up. Don't worry about the, all the other. Email holla at thekindnessproject.co.uk. And the website is www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. And you can find loads of really awesome stuff on there, including every single one of our previous 41 episodes. But not exclusive to. But not exclusive to, but anyway, iTunes. Spotify we're on. We're on Ooh, Spotify. Spotify. We're, we're all going to the show. We're all going to the show. However, what we'd like you to do, dear listeners, is get in touch with us with an answer to our latest question of the podcast. Which is What's the best fairground ride you've ever been on? The Walters. Well the Walters and Walton, do you reckon? If your phone's buzzing or not, you don't go and answer it. Didn't answer it, turned it off. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, uh, the Walters. I think the Walters at Walton are the best Walters, don't you? Like any Walters where they kind of take your face and push it away. Well, I, <laughs> I, like, I like the way you did the physical reaction for a podcast. Hold your phone and put it away. You pulled your way, Zach, so you can't play a word. It takes your breath. <laughs> The year is 2015. We're in France. Asterix land. Oh, God. Don't tell this story. Don't tell this story. We're at Asterix land. Um, oh. And at Asterix land, they've got a few smaller rides, but they've got one big ride, which has got a double loop the loop. And we're wandering around. Oh, it's a different story. Okay. Oh, oh, did you have a different Asterix land story you want to share? Oh, magic bloodshed. Okay. So I want to keep my mouth shut now. <laughs> There's a double loop, loop the loop. Um, yes, we get it. I dragged you all the way up uh, there and I couldn't get uh, on it because uh, I was terrified. So so I've looked at this double loop. I've got scared and then Charlotte went to me, uh, actually, Dad, I'd like to go on that. So being the dad who always tries a little bit hard, I said... Okay, Charlotte, if you want to go on there, I'll take <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we got all the way to the top, and I was like, nah. We queued up for an hour. Got it wasn't an hour, it was like half an hour. And then you looked at this double loop of the loop and went, 
Don't want to go on there like that. And then we had to walk back through this queue of about a million people. It didn't take that long. Going, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not the story I thought you were going to tell, so I'm good. What story did you think I was going to tell? Remind me. Give me a, give me a hint on the story. It's a really small roller coaster. I don't remember that story. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. I'll just get the embarrassment out of the way. Um, okay, so Asterix Land, there was a ride right near the end as we were leaving, and you were like, right, we're going to go on this. We're going to get on it. You've got to get over it. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And you put me on, and we went up one of those slopes, and we got to the top, and we started going down. I was like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I was physically saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And you started laughing at me. <laughs> Did you die? No. Oh, okay, that's fine. You wet yourself. <laughs> no, did that, that story would have been funnier if you wet yourself, to be honest. If, <laughs> if somebody else, No. You, you, you were fine. I was fine. Sometimes you've got to face your fears, haven't you? And if roller coasters... If my fear was falling off a cliff, would you, would, you, would you tell me to face my fear and push me off a cliff? I would push you off a cliff. <laughs> no, you just wouldn't. But you might want to try a little abseiling, wouldn't you? No. That might allay you of no. fear of cliffs. There's a difference between facing your fears and ridiculously jumping off a cliff. Yes, if, I, if I'm afraid of um, silence, should I, should I cut my eardrums out? No. Sorry, I can't hear. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what did you say? Um, uh, no, obviously not. Exactly. Um, so, listeners, we want to hear what is your favourite fairground ride? Please do let us know at the Finish Project. And on that note, and uh, while Charlotte drops her pen, let's move on to Kindness News. Welcome to this week's Kindness News. I am alone, so alone. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, I have my good friend, acquaintance. Dad? (laughs) Acquaintance? <laughs> what acquaintance? Just somebody I met off the street. Have you fathered you? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got kindness news, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Do you want to know what edition it is? I don't know. I'm doing it this week. I know. It's kindness news, getting down to business edition. How about that? It's too long for a title. <laughs> right. I'm going to criticise. News Business Edition. There we uh, go. So, um, what I'm going to talk about today is a uh, article that came out in Forbes, uh, which is a business magazine. I do not uh, read them. What are they? Uh, they're magazines about business. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, it's about innovation, leadership, money, industry, lifestyle. It talks about how to sort of do stuff. And the, this article says, how purposeful kindness can make you a better leader. Okay? Um, now, what it talks about is the fact that um, there is significant evidence to say that people who are kinder, like leaders in business who have more warmth, are more effective than people who lead with aggression and toughness. It's based on um, research done by uh, Amy Cuddy at Harvard Business School, um, and it said the link between kindness and great leadership extends beyond just the relationship you have with your employees. Interestingly enough, it could also increase employee performance. Consider this. Researchers at Oxford University analysed hundreds of published papers that studied the relationship between kindness and happiness. They uncovered 21 studies that explicitly prove that being kind to others makes us happier. Well, we know that already. We know that, we know that. We know, we know that stuff. Um, so, uh, it talks about the fact that we should do a number of things in this article to, um, to lead at work using kindness. So first one is recognise kindly, so recognise when people are doing a good job. Number two, support kindly, so ask a bit more, how can I help? Uh, number three, give feedback kindly, so not, don't turn around and go, you're rubbish, turn around and go, you're trash mate. <laughs> you're trash mate, that's not kind. The kind way of doing it is to go, help me understand how we can improve and give feedback a bit more sensitively. Uh, four and four is care. So 
actually there's plenty, Winter Kindness News is all about saying, in a world where a lot of what we see in terms of business is about uh, being tough and hard and... Uh, it's a cruel world. And cruel. The reality is being a... Kinder person kinder makes person for better business. Makes for a better leader, more motivated employees, and therefore a better business. How about that? Sounds good, sounds good. So this week, Charlotte, we've got an interview, another interview, yes. with a guy called Gary. Gary. Gary Hutton, to be precise. I couldn't remember his surname for a minute there. Just and like Gary, Gary runs a charity called Products and the Postcode, mm-hmm. um, which helps uh, kids, particularly in the East End of London, um, understand that there's better ways to live their life than crime. Okay. So, uh, a warning before we listen to Gary's interview, he does get a bit sweary. So, Russell, I hope you've got the bleep machine. Oh, the magical bleep machine. Um, apparently, we've got a bleep machine. I didn't know that. Because um, it does get a bit sweary. But that's because Gary's experience comes from uh, an incredible story that he tells uh, that I really need to share with us in full. Would you like to listen? Yes. So I'm uh, I'm joined today by Gary. Thanks for coming along and no agreeing problem. to be interviewed, Gary. I really appreciate it. No um, so I first heard about products of a postcode um, at a, a business event that you came and spoke to a bunch of business owners and uh, lawyers and accountants yeah. and stuff like that. At. Um, I downloaded your book, which has sat on my Kindle now for about a year, and I still haven't read it. But I will, I'll get round to yeah. it. I promise. It's uh, it's it's been a great journey with that book. Yeah. The, uh, the reviews on Amazon are just unbelievable. How did you um, how did you come about writing it? So, I it's 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 it's, it's quite a good story. Okay. So, uh, I lived a dysfunctional life. Okay. I'm one of eleven kids, and I was brought up in Brick Lane. My parents were Irish immigrants, okay. and I had a very dysfunctional life. Uh, so, but but for the first seven years of my life I had a, a wonderful life yeah you know I was washed dressed clothes yeah. church twice a day so I was taught by Catholic nuns okay and uh, the youngest was 18 months old the oldest was 15 I was 7 and my mum okay. died of leukaemia okay now my life turned upside down okay I've become uh, a street urchin okay and uh, I was taught to shoplift by my mentor and role model which is the person that fathered me so okay. I could survive so I thought crime is what you do okay and I was only going to school to eat because they was giving away free free food, food. Yeah. yeah and they would make me make Mother's Day cards and uh, you know with, with the rest of the kids when it was Mother's Day and I'm, when I'm chucking the table up in the air and running the bag you know screaming shouting oh he's very disruptive gotcha you know so yeah I just you know I just never had no real mentors and role models and then uh, so you know I lived a life of crime uh, and and that started when you were seven yeah, yeah from okay. the age of seven yeah. I, was, I was first arrested when I was nine years of age right uh, and you just went on like that, you know, uh, being arrested throughout my life. Not not too much, uh, but enough. Okay. I ended up uh, involved in major crime in this country. Uh, I ended up on the front page of News of the World for £5 million. Okay. I uh, was part of the reason we flooded Great Britain and mainland Europe with counterfeit money, travellers' checks and passports. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so this is all explained in the yeah. book. Uh, yeah, so the book is 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 uh, it's a good read. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a really good read. You know, I ended up on the run from prison. How, how, how much did it make you look back? It, 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 so so why I wrote the book? Just answer that question. Why I wrote the book? Mickey Flanagan, the comedian. Yeah. He does a joke about Gary Hunt. All right, okay. And uh, so my phone used, "Gary, you got to see this bloke on the telly telling jokes about you because he was from the East End." Gotcha. Oh, but I don't know him, so uh, I never knew him. And everyone, you know, it, it, part of the joke is, uh, you dreamer, Aten. Yeah. So everyone, and even to this day, people think it's me. Gotcha, But gotcha. I phoned up his management company. You know? <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> no. Yeah, his friends talking about yeah. you. Uh, no, they, they was convinced. I must. I said, no, I don't know. And they said to me, of course you do, Gary. I said, gotcha, no, look. because he talks about you. Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. I'm the only Gary Aten in the East End of London. Gotcha. And I said... I just want to know if I know him. Yeah, yeah. And then they got back to me the next day and said, Mickey said you can have tickets to anywhere in the country. I said, I don't want tickets. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I want to know why you're yeah. talking about me yeah. if you are. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so I never got the answer. So, yeah. uh, so that was one of the reasons. And then another reason why I wrote it, and I've never told anyone this, 
Uh, so I'm going to tell you today, uh, and why I set the chariot up as well, uh, it was either carry on, something happened to me, I was hit around the head seven times with a baseball bat. Okay. And a, the bloke who'd done it went to the police station, told his life's in danger. Right. And because when they tapped my name in, it come up as me, they said to him, yeah, your life's in danger. Right. And they come and arrested me and kept me for four days. I never, okay. I never done that. He yeah, said, I'll be right about this in the next book. And uh, it was either spend the rest of my life in prison yeah. or do something good in my life and give yeah. this up. So b- before this, I was going around s- in schools talking about a life without education okay. to young kids. Uh, and I was always, you should have, you know, at the end of the talk, you've got to write a book, you've got to write a book. And then one day this happened to me. Uh, they said, uh, I was doing a talk in, in West London. And at the back of the room, there was this bloke standing there. And he, after the talk, he came up to me and said, you've got to write a book about your life. And he gave me his card, and he was a publisher. Okay, cool. And he said, uh, you've got to write a book about your life. I said, what about it? Yeah. He said, like a gangster life. I said, I'm not a gangster. Yeah. I said, you know, that's so... I'm just a young kid that had no mentors and role models. And, gotcha. you know, and he said, well, write about that then. Yeah. So I did, I wrote about it. And then... Uh, had you written before? No. Okay. No, it was just... I just had to go back yeah. in my life. Just so I've got photo- think about the stories. Yeah, I've got yeah. photographic memory. Okay. So it's all played out in my head. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just read it down. But I had to get someone to help me, a, a woman called Zoe O'Leary. Okay. Because my schooling was non-existent. Gotcha. And so she put all the full stops and commas. <laughs> uh, so did you tell her the stories no, or I you wrote, wrote it? I wrote yeah. it. I wrote it. And she just checked and the I, grammar and, and yeah. I sent it to her and I've done that six days solid. Gotcha. And then I forgot about it. Okay. And I forgot about it and I was getting all these emails but I wasn't reading I was too busy doing something and then she phoned me up and she said what's wrong? I said what do you mean? She said I'm hooked and you're not sending me anything. Gotcha. She just wanted to read she it. She was reading yeah. it. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And, uh, so, yeah, I said, oh, I'll send you some more, and I just sent it some more. Well, now, now, now I've heard it from the horse's mouth, mm. Gary. I've got to get around to reading it. I promise I will. So, yeah. so I know you've started telling us a little bit about you. So what was the turning point then? The turning point was, so you're involved in crime. You turn yeah. around and think, well, hold on. I've got to think about it. So what, 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 what made you change, change the direction that you were taking? Okay, so I believe you have to go through an extreme okay. to want to change your life. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah. You know, And I tell this to a lot of young people that I mentor and that. I went through an extreme. I ended up in a padded cell in a straitjacket okay. being pumped with drugs to control me. Okay. Uh, and this is all in the book. Yeah. Uh, something really extreme happened to me in my life. Uh, I found out that one person that I put on the pedestal of Jesus Christ was a paedophile. Okay. So uh, it destroyed me. And then, uh, yeah, a certain sector of the prison population was being set fire to, yeah. being beaten. Yeah. You can read all this in the book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't find that out, that the person was a paedophile. But I was doing this, but my subconscious was yeah, going yeah. yeah, go to it. Yeah, and uh, so I was given a talk in a university a couple of years ago and there was a soldier from the Help the Heroes okay. uh, and he was talking after me and he, he said to me I need to talk to you I said why he said I've got to tell you something just what you've just said mm. so I ended up in a, in a psychiatric hospital okay. because I closed down yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to tell anyone what was wrong with me and yeah. you know what I mean so they just said he's crazy look what he's done you know he's, mm. he's crazy and so I, I explained in the book I wrote a chapter called The Brain Train mm. And basically what it is, you're sitting on a chair and you're in a very dark place in your mind, but on the walls beside you, you can see parts of your life that's gotcha. right you. And you can stop it and you can watch it. So I've done that. And then it confirmed to me what I found out. Because your subconscious hides things from you. Mm. And my subconscious hid something from me. But I actually caught uh, the person that fathered me abusing someone. Right. And uh, I see it this night in a prison cell. Gotcha. And so, yeah, and, and, and so I explain it, but I still didn't know what I was explaining. Gotcha. And then this soldier took me outside and went for a cigarette, and he said to me, do you know what happened to you? So I said, no. It's never been diagnosed, i never told anyone. Yeah. He said, if you explain it the way you've explained it, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, and that's the first thing. If you go into a psychiatrist and you say to him, "Explain to me what you, you know, what's going on in your mind," and you're sitting on the f- 
you know, like a train, and your life's fashion gotcha. on there. PTSD. Yeah, straight away. But because PTSD, mm. you assume PTSD is about yeah. uh, war or yeah. violence, or, yeah. and it can be about anything. It can be about anything. You know yeah. what's interesting in terms of what you said? How many challenges, and it'd be interesting to um, uh, understand what happens with kids you work with, mm. but how, how much of the challenge that they've got is that they do get stuck in their own heads because you've gone from yeah. a not not wanting to be honest about anything mm. and like sort of and, and, and then, then get to a stage where you talk about stuff like that yeah. quite openly. Yeah. How much how much of that stuff is because they don't want to be seen to be weak yeah, or be so, seen to be so growing up, growing growing up, we're, we're, a lot of young people it's facade. Yeah, yeah. and so. You protect yourself, yeah. so you don't really tell people what's going on in your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, people that lived around me didn't know that I was going shoplifting every week, so gotcha. you know, me and my brothers and sisters could eat. Yeah. They didn't yeah. know I was out robbing factories because you know all the warehouses and and factories that are making all the high street stores because it was a rag trade. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. known for the rag trade yeah. these then. Yeah, that that, yeah. that area. Yeah, and, so. and so you know. No one ever knew what I was doing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's facades. You, you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm. And yeah. so, yeah, so it's, it's, there's a lot of kids out there that's going through some trauma. Mm. You know, if you're waking up every day and your mum's in the kitchen smoking a crack pipe, yeah. you know, you can guarantee that she's selling herself as well. Yeah. Do you it's know what I mean? A, and these kids are in the next bedroom. Yeah, it's they, not they, an environment yeah. you want to nah, live in. so there's a lot of kids out there that's going to, when they get older, and, you know, they're messed up growing yeah. up teenagers, when they get older, it's going to come and bite them. Yeah. And then the realisation of what I've just lived through, Gotcha. You know, because what I'm not saying I'm anyone different, you know, a product of a postcode. We're all a product of a postcode yeah, from yeah. all walks of life. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every single one of us is a product of a postcode. Yeah. And that doesn't mean crime and things like that. You know, you're a product of a postcode. You've had good mentors growing up. They've introduced yeah, yeah. you into education. Do you know what I mean? The best thing anyone can ever do for you is wake you up at seven in the morning, get you dressed, breakfast, give you some breakfast and send yeah, you a just school. just give you a good start, yeah. right? Give you a good start. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of young people out there that but there, got there, there's an element of, you know, I always say this, I've been massively lucky, right? Mm. And I think uh, when people talk about, uh, look, I've worked, I work hard I, I, and, that, and that's fine, but you should never ignore the opportunities you've got as long as you're prepared to take them. Yeah. But see, that's yeah. just, but see, you can take that from any walk of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, could, you can adapt that yeah. to crime. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah, as you take yeah, the opportunities, because yeah. networking is networking. Yeah, 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 no matter yeah, what yeah. you do, if you oh, net- certainly, yeah, yeah. You know? and it's crime networks, yeah, there's right? Crime you know, like, yeah. so there's networks yeah, in everything. In everything, it's just what circle you choose. Yeah. Um, it's what it's what you influence by. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do the you know what I mean? The people it. that influence. So, so you had that you had that r- real low point, and yeah. you decided to go right. I need to change something here. Yeah. Why why start a charity? Right. So my sister. Uh, Kim, she was a youth worker. Okay. And she she was she loved sport. Okay. And uh, she used to give a lot of her time to young people in the youth centre that she worked in. Yeah. In Commercial Street, uh, just by the old Spitfields Market. Yeah. And it was it was Wayward Kids, and it, her youth work was done in the daytime because it was all kids that bunked off school. Gotcha. And town Hamlets would fund it. Yeah. And was allowed to bunk off there. Do you know what I used to go there as well? Uh, <laughs> it's not too bad when it's run by your sister, yeah. though, right? You've yeah. got no, she, wasn't, she wasn't working there. <laughs> she wasn't working there then. But yeah, so I used to go there. Uh, and a lot of other people I know, we used to yeah, play table tennis all day. Yeah, right? yeah. Things like that. But, uh, so yeah, she, so she'd give up a lot of her time. And uh, she had a brain hemorrhage at 39 years of age. Right. And uh, she died. Uh, but she was, you know, I found out that she was abused, okay. uh, sexually abused, and then she come to a point where she couldn't handle it anymore, and she went to drink. Okay. Uh, and she, you know, just destroyed her. Yeah. Uh, you read in the book, she wasn't believed. I yeah. was, I've got, uh, you know, seven brothers and three sisters, and I'm the only one that's believing her, and they're gotcha. all protecting this person. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is all in the book. Yeah, you can, you yeah. can read it all. Uh, so yeah, she was she was a, and she was a brilliant footballer as a young, okay. as a young girl. Uh, she was the first girl to be picked for a, a primary school boys football team. Gotcha. And East London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was a really good footballer, and so so she, so she passed away. And uh, when yeah, was that? She passed away. He, uh, 
15 years ago. Okay. And uh, so she had a baby, and the baby was three months old. And uh, so I took the baby. I didn't think it was right for my wife to look after her. Okay. You don't read about my family in the book. That's not in there. Okay. I, you know, you, you decided to... Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't even know I was married and okay. got kids. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't think it was right for my wife to look after her. Okay. So I'd done it from the age of three months old till she was five till she went to school okay so that helped me change my life yeah certainly yeah so now I'm well, not, I'm as, not, as soon as you're responsible for somebody yeah. else it changes perspective yeah. right I know uh, it certainly has yeah. for me yeah. uh, and so but, I, but I've already got kids you know, yeah, I've yeah. got six kids I'm a granddad yeah. do you know what I mean my kids are in their late 20s gotcha uh, and so she's 17 now the youngest one and so yeah we uh, and she's an amazing she's an amazing young girl and so after uh, looking after her, she goes to school, I start doing talks in schools and motivational speaking. Yeah. And then I've got an addiction. I can't have vast amounts of money. Mm. If you give me vast amounts of money, my life goes at spirals out gotcha. of control. Gotcha. So when I wrote the book, I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm. Like, this is going to... I, yeah. I, I started to get scared. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. You get and scared of succeeding. Yeah, to a extent, and so it? I mean, it sold all around the world. It's yeah. been amazing, uh, and and lots of people have contacted me and said thank you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, for you writing the book, I've been able to tell my husband that I've been abused. Gotcha. And he understood and knows why this think, life is like think, it is. I think that's massively powerful. If yeah. you're sharing your story, mm. it empowers people to turn around yeah. and go, you know what. Yeah. If, if Gary can do it, so yeah. can I. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. So, so what is the what is the charity focus on? So, what? Tell so me a bit about the practical work. Yeah. It does. So, the charity we have a uh, uh, a campaign every year, mm. uh, Dreams and Passions campaign, mm. and that's to support five young people each year. Okay. It's uh, very simply done. Okay. So, we choose five young people. Mm. They're they're teachers coaches, dance teacher, yeah. drama teacher, whoever it is feels that this person... This young so they're person, nominated, yeah. right? They're, so the yeah. teacher turns around and goes, yeah. right, this person deserves it. Yeah. Or is it deserves or it or needs help? This person, if they had the help... Would, would fly. Would, yeah. yeah, gotcha. So if I tell you a couple of ones that we've done so far, uh, one young boy wanted to be a vet. Okay. And he lived in deep south London. Yeah, yeah. The only veterinary college in London is in the Angel Islam. Okay. Yeah. And he wanted to sell drugs. He was right. from a single parent. He wanted to sell drugs to fund his place. Gotcha. Because he just wanted to be a vet. Yeah. So we stopped him from selling drugs. We paid his fare of £1,200. Yeah. Bought him some clothing, bought him some books, and he finished his first year of merit. Awesome. Yeah. So another young boy who was nominated by his coach... And the coach asked me to come to his training session and meet the young boy. Football coach? No, no, running. Uh, running coach, running, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a 400-metre runner. Okay. And uh, so I went along and I looked at this boy and I said, yeah, I can help him, no problem. Okay. And the coach said, well, how do you know that? I said, well, look at him. And he said, well, what's wrong? I said, he's got a plastic bag in his hand. I said, he's got a coat that's still hanging off of him. I said, look at his trainers. So I said, went up to the boy, introduced myself. I said, "Look, you've been nominated, and we we think that you're right It'll for be, it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went back a couple of weeks later, told the the, um, the uh, committee, charity committee, and I went back to his training. So I said, "Look, we're going to help you." I said, "Would you meet me Saturday?" He said, "Yeah, no problem." So we bought him a three hundred pound pair of spikes. Yeah. Uh, winter and summer clothing gotcha. for athlete, you know, for athletics. Track suits, winter yeah. and summer coats, bags. Yeah. Everything so he, he kicked him out for Every, the training. Everything yeah. he needed. And then I went to his training session two weeks later. He was six foot taller. Right. Now he's got the same as yeah. everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now his chest is out. But but that, then that confidence yeah. that you've given him. Well, yeah. Now he's running for his county. Gotcha. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So it's very simple things. But yeah. you have to come from the background that I come from to understand that that's all you need. Yeah. Do you know what? You don't yeah. need hundreds of thousands of pounds to change no. a young person's life. No. It's about what we do is we put them on the path. But how, how much is it is just somebody turning around and going, I believe in you? Like, I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest some time, some yeah. money, some effort, yeah. some energy. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the path. And, you know, every couple of months we're going to have a chat and see how you're yeah. getting on. Yeah. Brilliant. So put you on the path. Yeah. Have a chat to make yeah. sure you still stay there. Yeah. 
and then give you the support you yeah, need to do and, that. And ask young people, like, because if you, if you come from a, a single parent family, or, a, you know, you can have both parents about, mm. but if you've got siblings, mm. you are not going to be able to pay for all them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one always misses that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could be football. There was a young boy, he got picked up by Chelsea. Yep. His mum had three or four kids. Yeah. You know, we see that. Mm. And, she, you know, she couldn't see that she needed help. Yeah, gotcha. But gotcha. he ain't going to be able to go training twice a week with Chelsea. And what are you going to do with all these kids? Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. paid all their fare, we made sure he got there, we bought yeah. him boots, yeah, everything yeah. again. He's at Just supporting him. He's yeah. been at Chelsea for two years now. Yeah, I love it. Do you, um, so it's really interesting because a couple of examples you gave were sporting examples. Mm. And if you're a ba- as bad an athlete as I am, I mean, I yeah. literally, I, I, did, I did my first marathon last year and I kept on getting calls from the family going, you do realise there's a fellow with a tutu who's just run past. Where yeah. are you again? I'm that bad, Gary, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. But do you think sport, I like, so I like sport, not because I'm particularly good, because it just helps me mentally focus. Yeah, exactly. Do you think sport's got a power to change well, lives? Well, look, not all of us, say for football, for example, not all, not all people that take part, there's millions of people that take part yeah. in, in football. Yeah. There's only 92 professional clubs in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they've only got 11 first-team players. So, you know, for the amount of people that play football in this country, it's yeah. a, there's it's, not going to be that many who gets small to the top percentage. Level. Yeah, yeah. There is a few people that believe David Beckham's the next David Beckham's up in the bedroom yeah, playing yeah. on PlayStation, but they're not. Yeah. You know, so but sport has that. Now, you know, we fund sport, we fund education, we fund drama, but sport, you know, we we might fund someone. He might never make it. We're not saying he's going to make it. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? But it's his dream and his passion. Yeah. So, you know, to take part in your dream and passion, you know, the, you, you'll get everything out of it you need. Yeah. You may never be professional. You yeah. never may be an athlete. Yeah, yeah. You never may be this. But it will give you the grounding in life that you need. I, th- I think I think sport teaches a bunch of lessons, though. It's about discipline and yeah. grit and well, persistence yeah. and being the best you can be, yeah. isn't it? Do you know... For a lot of people, their mentor and role model, and they would always say the best teacher in my school PA was the teacher. PA teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked in a very real way. Gotcha. He inspired gotcha. you, you know, and that's yeah. what sport does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you gotcha. know what I mean? It gotcha. inspires you to go and do. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Um, uh, so yeah, that that that's really good uh, answer. And in terms of the work that you do going into schools and mm. talking about specific issues, yeah. what's the one that keeps on coming up where you go, why haven't we solved this by now? It's my pet hate, and it's called gangs. Okay. And I can't stand that word because what it is, we demonise young people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a speaker. So if I go in front of a room with 300 people and I say the word gangs, you automatically get a picture in your head of a young black person, all got black gotcha. guns and staring gotcha. at you. Gotcha. This, is le- this is led by the media. So I'm a, I'm a government advisor for yeah. the Youth Crime Commission, Youth Violent Crime Commission. Mm. And I tell them this, and they've, they've, they've used my sound bites and gone into Parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the 80s, this type of young person was called a mugger. Yeah, gotcha. In the gotcha. 90s, we said they was rapists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're pigeonholing them and we're calling them gangs. But that doesn't solve the problem, no, does it? No, it doesn't yeah. solve the problem. But it gives a, a young person a platform to say, I'm a gang member. Gotcha. They're not a gang member. The only gang in the, in, in, the, in the history of the world is called the New York Mafia. Yeah. And you have to pay up. Yeah. And once it's at the top, it's called a gang star. Yeah. A dom. Yeah. Right? This is not the case in this country. Gotcha. If you say to a young person that's out there selling drugs, oh, you're in a gang? Yeah, I'm in a gang. Yeah, I'm in a gang. Oh, what? Do you have to give someone money? I don't give no one nothing. Yeah. I own my own pee. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, so you're not in a gang then? No, yeah. no, it's me and my mates. Yeah. But yeah, what yeah. we do is we give them the platform and the media talking about gangs and gangs this and gangs. They gotcha. don't exist. It's low level street crime. Right? Yeah, yeah. By disadvantage, Disengage yep. young people. So what do we do about that? So the well, first thing we have to stop calling them gangs. Yeah. Because we give them a platform to say yeah, they're gangs. Yeah, and now yeah. we legalise the things that they're doing in their head because yeah. it's part of gang. We initiate girls, so we rape them all. 
Right. Yeah, not yeah. rapists. Don't legalise this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, legalising. Yeah. No, it's part of the gang. Part of the gang. There's no such thing as a gang. Gotcha. For hundreds of years, there's been groups of mates on the streets of yeah, London. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Being involved in any major city in the country. Yeah, yeah. Being involved in low-level street crime. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. But as soon as you, I was in a prison. Yeah. In a young offenders prison. So I, I'm very streetwise. And uh, I, I, but only my life has given me them tools. Yeah, and yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Uh, in Feltham Young Offenders Prison and I'm with these so-called gang members. See, I won't talk in... F- if, say if I was coming here to do a talk and there was, you had a gang person on there, it's like I won't take part in it. Yeah, because you're entertaining that yeah, no, concept of if gangs. I said to yeah, you, yeah. If I said to you, I work with leprechauns, yeah. you'd look at me like I was a nutter. Yeah, gotcha. As soon as you tell me you work with gangs, I know you're providing a mortgage for yourself yeah, because yeah. there's no such thing as gangs. Yeah, They're yeah. just young kids yeah. who's disengaged and just got, you know, yeah. just bad mentors and role models yeah. around them. But, but that... That labelling of the of yeah. the issue yeah. is it's media focused, course, isn't it? It's yes. like what, what can we point the finger at and what can we Look, blame? If I to, said to the government, yeah. I want to work with that on that estate over there with eighteen to twenty four yeah. year olds that are disengaged, that are neat, not in yeah. education yeah, 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 yeah. and training. Yeah, yeah. I want to work with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, over a course of 10 weeks and I want to get them back, I want to get them engaged and yeah. get them a job at the end of it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. There's no money for that. If I pointed at the same estate two weeks later and said, I want to work with the gangs on there. Oh, yes, look, come here, then yes, loads of money. Gotcha. It's a mortgage provider. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm gotcha. not into that. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm into, you know, correcting real issues. Because because the label is unhelpful, yeah. right? The, the no, turn, turning around yeah, and going, no, this is a gang. It's, it's, not, it's yeah. unhelpful for everyone. Yeah. The young people involved, it's unhelpful. Yeah. So I was in this uh, uh, Felton Young Offenders prison, and... Uh, so we're talking about pathways okay. when you get out of prison, you know, what you can do. So this this young boy at the back, you know, and, and he was a, a young white person. And, you know, what people don't realise, statistics are that a young white person is more than likely to be disengaged than a young black person. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he's more than likely to end up in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you yeah. know what I mean? Where you know he won't take education as serious as as, yep. as a, a black person. Yeah. So this young boy says to me, "So we're talking about pathways," and I says to him, "You know, so okay, what what is it you want to do in life, and how are you going to, you know, what path are you going to take me? I can't go back to where I live." I said, "Why is that?" Me, you know, pulling his leg. Why is that? And he said, "I'm gang affiliated." I said, "What's that mean?" So he said. I said, explain it to me. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, like, I'm in a gang. I said, what's that mean? He said, me and my mates, right? I said, yeah. Like, we take part in crime. I said, oh, right. And he went, yeah, so me and my mates, we might do this. Me and my mates might do that. I said, you keep saying you and your mates. And he went, yeah. I said, how's that a gang then? Because I had a group of mates like that, but we never called ourselves a gang. Yeah, gotcha. Everyone's got mates like that. Gotcha, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He went... I said, so what are you telling me about gang? Yeah, yeah. Do you have to pay up and all that? He said, yeah, yeah. no, no. I said, well, you're not in the gang then? He went, no, I'm not in the gang then. Gotcha. So so now that's just one bloke yeah. who's just there to be helped, so right? The whole, the whole yeah, room, yeah, yeah. The whole room now yeah, yeah. is not going to say that they're, they're in the gotcha. gang. Gotcha. Because he looks like an idiot. Yeah. Because I suppose, I suppose the minute you're in a gang, you feel that you owe something to that. Yeah. No, that but, but verbal arrangement. It's, yeah. it's been going on for hundreds of years. Gotcha. Do you gotcha. know what I mean? But so how do we change the language then, Gary, on that? Ed, Listen, what do we call it? Well, the, or, or don't we? Then? We don't call them nothing. It's gotcha. a group of mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it. a group of yeah, mates yeah. for hundreds of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It, just people that just don't want to engage. Yeah. You're after a quick buck. You all think you're going to become a millionaire through crime. That yeah. don't happen. You just become prison fodder. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're sitting where you are. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's mean? change that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah. change that and, yeah. and, and talk but about how, it. how much of that bunch of mates yeah. is a is a is a replacement for family? So how much of it is like if you're not getting that okay that connection? Uh, listen, yeah. you know more about this yeah, than me, okay. so I'm I'm so, here to learn. So have you ever heard the saying latchkey kids? Yeah. Right. So that was kids. That got in and the latch was left off. Yeah, yeah. Right? Never had a key. Yeah. Because your mum and dad was out working. Yeah, yeah. And it's happened in this country for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years. Same thing. Latch key kids, but now we call them gangs. Gotcha. So a lot of people come from this country as immigrants. Yeah. Happened with my family. Yeah, same as mine. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to work mm. and they work 18 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. 
and they all they want is the money, the money, so that they can have a nice life and a nice life to their kids. You come home, you feed yourself, you let yourself in, come home from school, there's no one there. Yeah. You see it on the telly loads and loads of time. The majority, 99% of the time, you see this on the telly after a young boy's been stabbed. Yeah, yeah. And the parents are going, he was such a good boy, I always come to church with me on Sunday. That's the only time you see him. Yeah, gotcha. So what you do is you replace your family for a group of mates. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. let's get a bag of chips together. Let's yeah, get it gotcha. together. Let's yeah. don't, don't think that's gangs. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But what we're doing, yeah. we're saying, yeah, family, gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. talking rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is what a lot of people do. But I don't subscribe to it. Gotcha. I gotcha. It's a bunch of mates. It's a bunch of mates. It's a bunch of mates. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and how often... So, so what's the most... Uh, you're, you go into the school. What's the most challenging question you've ever had one of your audience ask you? Okay. I was in... Uh, so we, this is a brilliant one. We was in Felton Prison. Okay. Uh, this wasn't in the school. It was in Felton Prison. And uh, so it was uh, a couple of hundred inmates in the church. Okay. And I'm doing the talk. And there was this young bloke at the front. So I'm Cockney. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in a young offenders prison. And uh, so the, the book is used in the library to engage young people. Gotcha. And so if they'll read that, then we get them to read something else. Yeah, yeah. Because it's written how they talk. In their language. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, how a co- uh, young yeah. Cockney talks. Yeah. And uh, so I've done the talk. They've clapped me. I said, is there any questions? And this young bloke put his hand up. He said, I've read your book. It's brilliant. He said, I was really engaged. I really got it. Yeah. It's making me think about my life. He said, but what is a pan note? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a good See, I don't remember pan notes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm 40 now. I don't remember yeah. a pan note. So that was the interview, first part of the interview from Carrie. Second part we're going to listen to next week. But what do you think? Good so far. Good so far. Good stuff. I'm breathing. How's that breathing working for you? <laughs> not great. Yeah, breathing on a podcast. That's a novel. It's good. It's not meditation <sighs> podcast. You do know that. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe we should do it. Meditation uh, section. Be kind to yourself. Meditation edition on the podcast. Yeah, just like we spend the whole time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just half hour of this noise. <laughs> don't know, I don't know if it works. <laughs> Just like Half breathe in, home. begin counting a sheep until you fall asleep. I don't think there's meditation, darling. I think there's more. Sleep is good for the soul. Okay, uh, but meditation and sleep are two different things. Maybe we could do a be kind to yourself meditation episode and a be kind to yourself sleep episode. Listen to this while you slowly drift into mm-hmm. dreamland. Don't listen to this when you try to sleep because <laughs> you wake up going. Question of the podcast. Um, Question of the podcast. So, actually, it's the end of another podcast. Yeah. The end. It's never the end. It's never the end because we want to give you last week's answers to the question of the podcast this week. And last week's um, question was a really, really good one. It was, "What's your favourite childhood memory?" And we had um, we had some voters in. We had some really good answers. So I'm going to start with um, talking about um, the uh, the the what <laughs> stuff. Just start talking about the stuff, really. Um, I'm going child- to yammer on for 25 my minutes. Main childhood memory related. So um, uh, favourite favourite memory um, for. Um, uh, 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 Charlotte's Meditation Corner. Charlotte's Meditation Corner. Right, Terry Lewis was our first contributor this week who said that, that her favourite childhood memory is going to Peter Pan's playground. Oh my god, in yes. South End yes. With her granddad. She loved doing that. It's generally fun down there. It is fun down there. Roberta White, who's your nan. Yes, my uh, nan. My mother-in-law. <laughs> Me uh, nan. Said playing green sleeves while the lord of the manor... Oh, oh she's not that old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing on my lute as the lord of the manor said his brigands ran for taxis. Um, no, no. She said breaking up for six weeks holiday and hitting the beach every day. 
The beach was on our doorstep brilliant times and I loved enjoying rock pools. So she lives by the beach now still, doesn't she? Yeah, she still does. She still does, so um, maybe doesn't enjoy it as much as she did, but um, likes the beach. Karina Murray said, my dad's swinging me by the arms like a windmill. I don't know whether there's a health and safety issue there, Karina. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remember when you you were little, and uh, we got a call from you were only three or four at the time. Oh, I know this and story. You got a, we got a call from your nursery saying your arm had popped out of its socket, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I love it's that. Like, like sort of Barbie doll, just your arm popped out. And I, I didn't see you turning up. Just its arm hanging off, and it was hanging off. And we took it to the hospital, and um, they just massaged it back in place because apparently ch- child's bones are very popable. Once you pop, you can't stop. Um, (laughs) Let us know when you listen. Um, Did you? Did 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 your arms ever pop out? Uh, uh, Because apparently, once they pop, they can't stop. Uh, Did your arms ever pop out? What were you imagining? Hashtag child's bones. Uh, Hashtag child's bones. (laughs) Hashtag once you pop, you can't stop. Can you read the next one? Because I'm sort of... <laughs> <So> <laughs> Alan Bowley? Bowley? I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Alan Bowley. <coughs> Alan Bowley, your arms. Um, Alan Bowley, yeah. He just put rainbow. Uh, now, rainbow is a reference to uh, a kid's TV show. I thought we were talking about uh, actual rainbows, but now that you've said that, I actually know what you're talking Alan, about. if you are listening... Uh, please let us know whether you just mean actual rainbow. Or the TV show with the zippy mouth thing. <laughs> Did you just call <laughs> zippy the zippy mouth thing? I knew I got something right. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so, so that, that... And the pink yeah. dinosaur, I think, is the same one. Did you just call George <laughs> a pink dinosaur? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I will swing you around <laughs> by your arms until they pop. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Uh, and then Nicola Taylor just had another kid's show and she just went, play school. But Justin Gaffney had an interesting comment. Would you like to read it? I'm sorry, I think I just scrolled past it. Hearing the opening credits to Wonder Woman oh. uh, and st- stopping play to come watch, I so wanted to be able to spin around in, f- in a flash and turn into something amazing. And Justin's attached a photo of him dressed up as Wonder Woman. Um, which is a, which Dr- dream is a big, man. Dream big. Yeah, dream big. Yeah, maybe you'll be Wonder Woman one day, Justin, and that'll be a, a vision fulfilled. But yeah, it went from like sort of playtime childhood memories, all the way through to um, all the way through to um, TV childhood memories. Mm. And for the end of the podcast, you know, we had. Um, uh, I just want to mention one thing. We had Tracy um, from the East End Community Foundation on the podcast a few weeks ago now. I think it was about 12 yeah. weeks ago. Um, and they're doing some amazing work in the community. We are, um, we're, my business, Savello, is um, uh, helping them raise money. We've got an event coming up and we're going to help them raise a bit of cash at the event with our guests. Um, but they're also doing some um, stuff with West End Football Club. Nice. which is very, very exciting. And what we'll do is we'll put some of the work they're doing um, so you can have a look. And if you're in the East End... I thought, was that a bit East End? comes I'm so bad at accents, I can't even do my own accent. That's Just do it naturally. Uh, East End. Um, From the East End. Um, uh, please take a look at the show notes because they're doing some incredible work at the minute. Oh, yup. And... That's it for this week. It's over. It's over. (laughs) It's truly over. So, until next week, listeners, we'll see you soon.